Gary Gensler and the SEC naming a whole bunch of tokens, tokens that you may own, calling them securities in the complaints issued by the SEC. It seems like the SEC and Gary Gensler is attacking crypto this week in out and out assault. Of course, this comes on the back of months of US government hostility, what we've been calling Operation Choke Point 2.0. And uh, we want to dive into this subject today, see what's going on. There are a few key questions we need uh, to, to ask and to try to answer today. Um, David, where do you want to take this episode? Where should we start? I think the first big question that everyone is asking is, did is this a surprise or did we see this coming? Uh, I saw this uh, on, on like pop up on my Twitter notifications, SEC sues Coinbase. And I was like, oh man, today's the day. Uh, and I think it, it, we should remind Bankless listeners and, and viewers that six weeks ago, Coinbase was served a Wells notice, which means what is a Wells notice? A Wells notice says, hey, we are the SEC and we are going to sue you. And Coinbase was like, why? why? Why are you going to do that? And they didn't they didn't say anything. So it, it's worth noting that like we knew that this was coming. The SEC told Coinbase, hey, we're going to sue you. They didn't tell them why. Um, but not only that, uh, about in last March, the SEC told a federal court court overseeing the Voyager bankruptcy uh, that Binance was uh, operating an unregistered securities exchange inside the U.S., but they had yet to bring charges. Uh, and so they, the SEC had officially stated that Binance was an unregistered securities exchange. And so both of these things we've had in history, recent history. Uh, so I think there's a lot of fear out there. This is a this is a scary headline. SEC sues Coinbase. The SEC sues Binance. SEC is suing the two largest crypto marketplaces that we have. Uh, and so for first cyclers out there who are questioning, who are having fear, who are scared, I'll say no. This is this is not a surprise. Uh, everything in these two complaints against Coinbase and Binance, I will say Coinbase and Binance both saw coming and are probably prepared for. So I will say this is not a reason to freak out. And probably the industry, we've got this. We've got this under control. That's my high level take for the intro of this. How, how do you feel about that, Ryan? Yeah, I think I want to unpack that with you, David. And, and before we maybe get to kind of conclusions or how we're feeling about it, I feel like we should get to kind of the, the intro of what actually happened to get people yeah. up to speed because mm -hmm. it just started um, yesterday. Yesterday, the first complaint was filed against Binance. Um, the SEC charged Binance and CZ for operating an unregistered securities exchange and for the unregistered sale of securities. So here's the tweet uh, that David is displaying right now from SEC, at SECGov, uh, because of course, this is where these things are published these days on Twitter. Today, we charge Binance Holdings Limited, US-based affiliate BAM Trading Services, which together with Binance operates Binance.us and their founder, CZ, with a variety of security violations. They also, by the way, include kind of a, a parent tweet, like an influencer tweet. I'm gonna read that quote. We are operating as an effing unlicensed securities exchange in the USA, bro. Binance chief compliance officer blown up quote. This was a quote from uh, 2018 that somehow the SEC procured via um, internal Binance chat log. So of course they were making a big deal out of this and uh, you could see details in the, in the press release. So that's what happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was June 5th, this SEC filed charges against Binance entities. 13 charges, yes, against okay. all of the Binance entities and CZ himself. So, uh, so it's a pretty comprehensive uh, set of charges against Binance. 
So we had that to absorb. And then just today as well, the SEC charged Coinbase for operating an unregistered security exchange broker and clearing agency. Here's the, uh, the influencer tweet here. Uh, here's the blown up quote coming from the SEC Twitter account. And um, this was, I think, a quote that this was something also posted in the complaint itself. You simply cannot ignore the rules because you don't like them or because you'd prefer different ones. The consequences for the investing public are far too great. While Coinbase's calculated decisions may have allowed it to earn billions, it's done so at the expense of investors by depriving them of the protections to which they are entitled. This is the director of the SEC skewering Coinbase for, uh, I guess, ignoring the rules in his mm -hmm. words. And that was the charge that, that came this morning and the accompanying uh, press release. And David, we have some market reaction from this mm -hmm. already. You want to get into that? Yeah. So uh, Bitcoin, when this news broke yesterday, was at $26,800, fell all the way down to $25,500. So down about five to 6%. And interestingly, in the last few hours or so, has recovered back to up to $26,500. So we're seeing some recovery in, in both Bitcoin and Ether. So here's Ether. Ether is actually back up to the price it was uh, when this news dropped yesterday about Binance. Uh, and so it was at $1,870. It got down to as low as $1,780. Uh, and now it was up back, back up to $1,870. So interestingly, uh, when the Binance news dropped, when SEC announced their lawsuit against Binance, uh, Bitcoin dropped about 5%. Ether dropped about 4%. Uh, some of the tokens dropped up to 10%. But since the SEC dropped the news about Coinbase, things have recovered. Uh, the blue chips are almost back up to their to where they were. Um, Solana, which is one of the tokens listed as a security in both the Binance and the Coinbase charges, uh, is still down at uh, the price that it fell to yesterday at, at $20. So it's about down about 8%. Uh, Atom, uh, the Cosmos token, recovered a little bit, but it's still down a little bit south. So the blue chips, Ryan, interestingly, have recovered. Um, the tokens listed, which is a subject of this episode, the tokens listed as securities in both the Coinbase and the Binance suits uh, are still um, still hammered a little bit. Uh, but it's interesting what, to see what the are those, reaction. What are those right? tokens, by the way, David? Can we just list them at the in the intro here? Because I, I know we'll get into them a little bit later. But yeah, so there, there's there's a, a number of them. The big ones are Solana, Cardano, uh, Matic, aka Polygon, Filecoin, Axie, Flow, uh, Definity, and Near. There are other tokens as well, but these are the big ones that got it, that named as securities. So yes, to be clear, the SEC actually named these tokens, called these tokens securities mm -hmm. in both of their suits, in both of right. the complaints uh, that they put down. How about how about the price of coin uh, shares? Um, I heard that took a nosedive after the uh, the complaint against Coinbase was released this morning, maybe like down 17% at one yeah. point in time. Yeah, that's right. I don't have that pulled up. Uh, actually, yes, I do. Just kidding. Um, coin down seventeen percent uh, as of the uh, as of this morning, um, wow. following the SEC lawsuit. So down. It started the week at about sixty six dollars. Is now at forty eight and a half dollars. So that's that's pretty rough. That's, uh, that's a the, big bleed of the market cap. How about some of the other tokens, David? I know uh, BNB token was mm -hmm. down bad. Of course, BNB was another one of the tokens that was listed as a security, and maybe the mm -hmm. SEC has more like to stand on with that one uh, as opposed to the others. I'm not sure, but 
Um, what is, what are we looking at here? What's this chart showing us? Yeah, so this is all of the tokens that were listed named as securities. Uh, so Cardano, Matic, Filecoin, Atom. Uh, the the best one of the case, Matic, is down 5.5%. The worst one of the case, which is uh, Sand, which is, I think, one of the lowest market cap ones, is like a Metaverse token, down 10%. Um, uh, let's see, Filecoin down 9.5%, uh, Cardano down 7%. Uh, we don't have Sol in here, uh, but we do have Sol up on the uh, the Kraken charts. Uh, so uh, like I said, Sol is down uh, how much? Not not too bad. It could be worse. Yeah. Uh, um, you could, down 6.5%. Like, uh, I think the markets are still reeling and trying to figure out um, what uh, how to react to this. Um, one high level take I have in the intro before we kind of get into the specifics here, I know there's four big questions we really want to ask in this mm -hmm. episode, but one high level uh, take I have is that this is an attack on crypto. So yesterday I was sort of thinking this was, um, you know, maybe this in the rest of crypto industries, maybe thinking this was an isolated incident, right? This is maybe, maybe the SEC is trying to clean things up on the Binance side of things. They certainly, um, very explicitly made some comparisons with CZ to SBF and to Binance to FTX, right? And they're certainly using that as much as they could, drawing from that comparison. Um, but one thing I want to draw everyone's attention to that they did in both the Binance uh, complaint and then this is that they named specific tokens, they declared specific tokens a security. And to me, that is not an isolated incident. That is not mm -hmm. an isolated attack on Binance as a whole and CZ or on a particular set of products at Coinbase, when you name specific tokens that are in kind of the top 10, top 25 market cap that have existed for a very long time mm -hmm. in crypto, and you declare them securities, Sol, ADA, Matic, Atom, AXS, that to me is a direct attack mm -hmm. on crypto. And here's why um, I'm reeling from this is, I, uh, I was even looking at Binance and like, I trust Binance at this point more than I trust the SEC. Yeah. And I don't put a lot of trust in Binance, David. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this agency has lost a ton of credibility in its response uh, to this space. They've not provided clear guidelines. Instead, they're taking this kind of rogue enforcement action. Mm -hmm. And it seems like Gen Gensler's on a warpath to absolutely tear into crypto, to try to kill it in the US to try to damage it, to try to rein it in, to try to completely control it. Mm -hmm. And that is why this is more than an isolated complaint against two particular exchanges. This to me is an all out assault on crypto and it couldn't be more clear. Look at these events Monday and then Tuesday, we get a Coinbase attack. Mm -hmm. It goes without saying that Coinbase has tried its best. I mean, their thing is being like, you know, the, the kid in the class, hand always right. up, always answering the question, kind of teacher's pet with respect to compliance, and they are getting busted as well. That's why this, this feels like a, an attack on crypto. It goes straight to the roots of why we are here in this industry. Like one of our favorite podcasts, Ryan, the, the crypto renaissance. Crypto is powerful because we can now make financial assets. Anyone can make financial assets without asking for permission. Um, like it or not, that technology, that cow, cat is out of the bag. And now people are experimenting with this ability to produce new tokens, to produce new assets, and to deem these things broadly, sweepingly saying, that's a security, that's a security, that's a security, goes straight to what makes this technology so powerful. And it is exactly 
what this the is predicted by when this new disruptive technology comes to power, uh, the incumbents say like, hey, we're going to make that illegal. Uh, and so this whole like your asset is a security, like the Bitcoiners are saying like Ether is a security. This is not the time to be tribal. There are the having the nation state name certain crypto asset securities is not for any one tribe's victory over the other. This is like you are saying an attack on crypto are an attack on our fundamental right to do finance on the internet and to produce an experiment with new crypto assets. Uh, even though that offends Gary Gensler, that is, that is too bad uh, for him. Uh, so I've got four questions, Ryan, that I think uh, the rest of this show are going to, is going to be thematic under four big questions. Right. Um, and so the, the first one here is uh, Binance questions. It's like, okay, so the, the suit against Binance, the complaint against Binance has facts and circumstances that is unique from the suit against Coinbase. What about the Binance uh, suit is uh, alleged? And is this really a case against Binance versus the people, which is, which is one perspective to have? Or is this Binance versus the law? Who, what, what are we trying to unpack here? Did Binance offend humans? Did they aggrieve customers? Did they do something wrong to people's monies? Or did they just violate the law in a, in a bureaucratic way? So that, that's a big theme of the whole Binance suit. The, and, and so that, that's a, a topic of conversation that we'll go through when we talk about Binance. Then there's the Coinbase questions. The big one to me is, why did the SEC allow Coinbase to IPO if they knew that it was an unregistered illegal securities exchange? Yep. And if it did know that, why, what is the motivation to going back on that choice now? So those are the, that's the Coinbase question. The, the third question, is everything a security now? Because <laughs> apparently that uh, if you put these two suits together, that is the common denominator, is that both Binance and Coinbase are illegal unlicensed securities exchanges. And they're now naming which tokens are securities now for the first time ever. So that is a development in clarity, even though they're saying everything's a security. Ether also, not on the list. Ether not on the enough. list, but that is a topic of discussion. Is like, well, is does does Gary Gensler have one more hat, like uh, one more trick to pull out of his sleeve? Uh, maybe that's the last the last thing here. Uh, and then the big question, the final big question is, why is the SEC doing this? Uh, they haven't even won their case against Ripple, but now they're taking on both Coinbase and Binance. Like Gary Gensler, he's no idiot. He knows that Coinbase will fight him tooth and nail. Same with Binance. So what, what's his edge? Why, why does he see, feel so confident in this? Like what is his motivation? These are the big categories of questions that I have. Is there anything you want to add to that? No, I just think we're, we're going to want to conclude as well with where do we go from here? Like yeah. what happens next? And how can we as uh, residents of the United States, at least for a subset of bankless listeners or worldwide in whatever jurisdiction you're, you're part of, how can we fight back? How can we resist? What can we do as individuals? So we'll conclude with some of those thoughts. David, uh, we got to cut to sponsors mm -hmm. real quick before we get to the rest of this episode. So let's do that now. Kraken Pro has easily become the best crypto trading platform in the industry. The place I use to check the charts and the crypto prices, even when I'm not looking to place a trade. On Kraken Pro, you'll have access to advanced charting tools, real-time market data, and lightning fast trade execution, all inside their spiffy new modular interface. Kraken's new customizable modular layout lets you tailor your trading experience to suit your needs. Pick and choose your favorite modules and place them anywhere you want in your screen. With Kraken Pro, you have that power. Whether you are a seasoned pro or just starting out, join thousands of traders who trust Kraken Pro for their crypto trading needs. Visit pro.kraken.com to get started today. 
Mantle is a brand new high-performance Ethereum Layer 2 network built differently from the other Layer 2s you may be familiar with. Mantle is a modular Layer 2 built on the OP stack but uses Eigenlayer's data availability solution instead of the expensive Ethereum Layer 1. Not only does this reduce Mantle's gas fees by 80% compared to other Layer 2s, but it also reduces gas fee volatility. Mantle has a decentralized sequencer set, eliminating the risk of downtime and censorship on the network. And because Mantle implements multi-party computation nodes, layer one settlement execution is shortened from seven days to as low as just one or two. Mantle is the first layer two built by a DAO and is backed by one of the biggest DAO treasuries in the world, BitDAO. Mantle already has sub-communities from around Web3 onboarded to help the growth of Mantle, like Game7 for Web3 gaming, or EduDAO for the world of DeSci, and Bybit for TVL, liquidity, and on-ramps. Check out Mantle at mantle.xyz and follow them on Twitter at 0xMantle. Immutable is at the forefront of Web3 Gaming, on a mission to bring digital ownership to every player, offering the world's best games and game development platform. Immutable lets game builders and players focus on great gaming experiences. So, build your next Web3 game on easy mode with Immutable's leading full-stack Web3 gaming platform. Its built-in UX features, like the Immutable Passport, are designed for games to scale to the next billion players coming to Web3. With Immutable, players can sign up with an email, pay with a credit card, and experience a frictionless purchase flow inside of games. So discover your next favorite game and explore a network of 150 games building on Immutable, including such titles as Gods Unchained, Guilds of Guardians, Illuvium, Ember Sword, and Metalcore. So join Web3's largest ecosystem of games and players. Build, play, and connect at immutable.com. So Ryan, uh, Gary Gensler was on Squawk Box this morning, uh, making his influencer debut, uh, made some statements about the uh, two suits that just dropped in the last uh, 48 hours. Uh, let is, let's hear what he's got to say. In public, these trading platforms, they call themselves exchanges, are commingling a number of functions which in traditional finance, we don't see the New York Stock Exchange also operating a hedge fund, making markets, uh, and as we alleged in Binance, having a sister organization uh, uh, flooding the platform with transactions called WASH trading and the lack of controls on the platforms uh, is really uh, a web of deception. Oh my God. Uh, along with uh, a control person, Mr. Zhao, trying to evade US law. So he was talking about uh, Binance, not Coinbase in that. I, I'm pretty sure he talks about Binance in, in all of these clips. Um, but it's so much easier for him to talk smack about Binance, by the way, yes. than it is than it is Coinbase, and he knows that, and he's using that to his uh, advantage, isn't he? So a web of deceptions, right? Is what uh, deception is what he just called uh, Binance right there, and I think the in timing of the Binance yesterday, Coinbase today, is a strategy to Coinbase's disadvantage because now Coinbase is shoulder to shoulder with Binance and Binance yep. does have skeletons in the closet that <laughs> it, it makes it a lot harder to defend against. And so so here's here's another clip. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Gary Gensler is just talking about Binance once again. There's a lot of questions. There's 10 to 20,000 tokens. Actually, in the Coinbase uh, uh, complaint, we note that they have, through the Coinbase wallet, you can trade 16,000 different tokens. And there's a Coinbase lot of debate. Wallets, the use cases oh my God, shut up. Look, we don't need more 
uh, digital currency. We already have digital currency. It's called the U.S. dollar. It's called the euro. It's called the what? Euro. Ooh, right How, why does he get to decide? And you, you have digital. You have <laughs> entrepreneurs representing digital investments on this program all day long. And it's, it's whether it's the big tech companies, the automobile companies. Uh, you name it. It's all digital right now, the investing world. Wow. So what is the real underlying value of these tokens? And that's why you need full, fair, and truthful disclosures. And that's the regime the securities laws was set up. When there's a group of entrepreneurs, those entrepreneurs should be able to put their case in front of the investing public in what's called a filing. And what is called a filing. Wow. This guy oh. just cannot let the market determine the price for things, can he? He has to control it all. What is the use case of all of those coins and tokens? That's the did you, thing. Did you hear the transition? He goes, what is the use case for these coins and tokens? That's why we need disclosures. Those are, you can question the value of crypto. But you just can't question the value of crypto and then also bridge that to and everything is like undisclosed, blah, 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 blah. Those this are separate is issues. Guy, this is a guy like as, as if he is responsible for like AOL, regulating AOL. And he's going and he's looking mm -hmm. at the rest of the internet. And he's like, what's the use of all of these websites? We have everything we need already in America, America Online. And so there's no utility to go outside of our closed garden. All right, you ready for the last one? I don't know. I'm getting sick. <laughs> Any one set of conversations between the agency and a company, but we've had discussions with literally dozens of crypto incumbents, including the ones that you just mentioned. And what we find is this is a field that's built. The whole business model is built on non-compliance oh with the U.S. God. securities this laws. Guy. And we're asking them to come into compliance and they're going a bit of catch us if you can. And that's a sort of generalization. So that's talking about Binance. And like the, that, that's what this problem is, is like if you go and look at the Binance, uh, what's in the suit and the messages that they apparently got from Binance internal comms, that was the strategy of Binance. Of Binance, there's like evade regulations, sure, evade but controls. Evade, and then... but like, but like the regulations suck, David. All right, yes. he, here's the thing: yes. why do, why do we need a Binance.us? Why why do we right. need like a .us version of all of right. our exchanges? Why do, why is there a separate yeah. Coinbase institutional and then a Coinbase uh, US, and we get the kind of the Fisher Price version that's made for kids rather than like grown ass adults? It's because this guy. It's because yeah. this guy does not make it easy to comply has not offered any clarity is just mm -hmm. using stick. Oh, right. it's enraging. Okay, so let's go let's get into the SEC charges Coinbase for operating an unregistered securities exchange broker and clearing agency. Uh, and so there's a formal complaint that you can read there's a will be a link in the show notes. Uh, this is a, a very very lengthy document, but uh, Mike Selig, our uh, friend and lawyer at Bankless here, not our lawyer, but our lawyer free reoccurring guest. Um, uh, <laughs> good, he, good specification uh, he, there. Yeah, good specification. Uh, <laughs> He uh, tweets out this uh, thread, and so I'll summarize it here. First, the SEC's uh, complaint against Coinbase says that Coinbase is operating as an unregistered exchange, broker dealer, dealer and clearing agency. The staking programs are securities offerings, so that's CBETH, Ryan, which is a uh, there's a lot of CBETH out there, uh, and then several coins, including uh, new ones that were not named in the Binance suit from yesterday, like Near, uh, were dubbed as securities, uh, and so. 
I think the uh, the interesting tweets are tweet number six. Uh, let's see, where is that? An uh, interesting aspect, and you heard this in the uh, in the clip just now. Interesting aspect of the complaint is the assertion that Coinbase offers brokerage services via Coinbase Wallet, a non-custodial digital wallet. Novel theory in asserting that offering a non-custodial software product is somehow providing a brokerage service. The oh SEC my God, bases so he's going after the wallet too? He's going after the non-custodial independent wallet, yeah. SEC bases its conclusion that offering a wallet is broker-dealer activity on the fact that while the wallet enables users to access DeFi trading protocols outside of the Coinbase platform that offer securities. So MetaMask is the a unregistered uh, securities exchange. Thing. Anything that connects to any is. DEX. Because a DEX, a DEX connects to unregistered well, securities. Your ledger hardware wallet is you are an uh, unregistered exchange, my friend. Hey, I hate to break it to you, but you are too, brother. What? <laughs> Well, where's my Wells notice? <laughs> well, I want one. Uh, this okay. is crazy. So I didn't realize it went that that. Uh, it it, that it went that far. This is a uh, tweet number nine from Mike Selig. This uh, I thought was a pretty big deal. The SEC uses risks disclosures from Coinbase's S one. You want to pop this to full screen, by the way, so everyone can see. Oh, is this is this not full screen? Oh, this no, is my see, this, see this, this is my here. desktop browser. Oh, let's not yeah. do that. Uh, well, let's not do that at all. Uh, one more time. Uh, the SEC uses risk disclosures from Coinbase's S1 registration. The S1 is what you need to file with the SEC in order to be a public company, which the SEC approved. So the SEC is using risk disclosures from Coinbase's S1 against Coinbase, despite having <laughs> allowed Coinbase's registration statement to go effective. The complaint asserts that Coinbase knew of the risks based on S1 disclosure that certain crypto assets may be deemed securities because the law is so unclear. Wait, so do you do you get this? So the 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 SEC approves <laughs> Coinbase's S1 and then uses Coinbase's S1 as evidence, as evidence that Coinbase them? knew that there were potentially securities on the exchange because Coinbase knew that the SEC's law was so unclue, David, unclear. David, how much more bad faith can you actually get here? It is unreal. It is unreal. <laughs> so, so, so like first, Coinbase states in their S1 that there is a risk to the company <laughs> that they might have securities on the exchange because the SEC is prov not providing any guidance or clarity, so they don't know. Hmm. And the SEC is using that statement in the S1 that they approved that saying like, oh, well, you guys knew that you had securities because you guys it said says that- right here. It, it says that you guys were worried about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it is, the scripting on this could not be any better. Okay. Okay, and then the Go last tweet that I think that is worth pointing out is Coinbase has expressed willingness in its Wells response and elsewhere to register with the SEC if the SEC believes that this is needed. The SEC complaint does not appear to acknowledge this fact that Coinbase is trying to be so responsive to the SEC, but instead attempts to characterize Coinbase as knowingly attempting to evade securities laws. So this is why just now when we listened to Gary Gensler on Squawk Box, Gary Gensler was like, oh, these these crypto trading platforms are trying to operate intentionally outside of regulatory control. Yeah, That's the whole about industry finance. was, the was whole founded industry. on non-compliance non and not you know, playing by the rules and just like scamming investors out of their, their capital. Yeah, Gary. Right, which is, so which is why the timing on Coinbase and, and Binance is so dubious because they're trying to use the dark gray cloud of Binance to shroud Coinbase's sparkly, clean, good attempt to come into compliance and talk well, to the but, SEC. But even Binance before that, I mean, they're they're using uh, SBF and FTX and saying, right. hey, there's yep. another one. We caught another one, mm -hmm. right? Here it is. It's Binance. They're using that as well. 
I, um, you know, that parent tweet too, and I know we'll get back to this, but um, uh, the uh, Mike mentions that it's increasingly clear that the SEC agrees with Chair Gensler that virtually all cryptos except Bitcoin are securities. Yeah. So again, that list of tokens that they named, this isn't the complete list, but mm -hmm. Solana, ADA, Matic, um, Filecoin, Axie Infinity, yeah. Stand Token, CHZ, uh, what's that? Flow, no ICP, Near, VGX, Dash, Nexo, just a random assortment of yeah. coins. Just like, yeah, these ones. Yeah. Absolutely infuriating. We'll, we'll get back to that, but um, you've got some more analysis on, on Coinbase still. What's this? Yeah, this is Colin Belton's another lawyer that we've actually also had on, on Bankless. He also pulled out the wallet um, part of this complaint and said like, hey, this is actually pretty significant. He says, uh, wallet mentioned in a few places as essentially being part of their exchange infrastructure. I suspect that they are trying to position themselves to go after some DeFi apps or interfaces that are non-custodial with this approach. Basically, if they do this, you can't be a crypto wallet or a crypto company or do anything right. in DeFi in the United States of America. It goes Good back job. to that. I can't remember when this was, but it was like that law that was proposed that would have made every single node operator a custodian and broker dealer because oh, they were yeah. processing transactions. It goes back to SBFs, uh, right. yeah, like, mm -hmm. you know, attempted this. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so uh, that's crazy. Um, mm -hmm. One thing we should mention, though, is, of course, Coinbase actually has to prove this in court. So these are complaints. The SEC, these are lawsuits. The, sorry, the SEC, the SEC needs mm -hmm. to actually prove these allegations in court. Okay, so Gary Gensler, even though he seems to think he's God King and the SEC seems to think that they can kind of um, dictate everything in the space, they actually have to prove these allegations in court. And for the judge, a judge and a court system to actually agree uh, with them. So, so this is still at the allegation phase. It, it does seem like the SEC is throwing everything they can at the wall here. Mm -hmm. This is a meta law man who is a reoccurring uh, law uh, lawyer who's tweeted out about the Coinbase and SEC and all these other subjects that have themed 2022 and 2023. He goes, uh, the SEC alleges that Coinbase has acted as an illegal unregistered securities exchange since 2019. But in April of 2021, the SEC approved Coinbase going public with a listing on the NASDAQ and in May of 2021, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler testified before Congress that under the current law, the SEC has no regulatory authority over crypto exchanges. Interesting. Uh, he concludes in saying the SEC should lose this case. Uh, so he's just, as a lawyer, predicting that the SEC's grounds just aren't strong. Um, so some respite there. How do you feel about that? I mean, if they are... If if they are just throwing spaghetti at the wall and Gensler and the SEC expect to lose this case, if they have nothing kind of you know backing this, mm -hmm. and the court system just turns them away, then you have to wonder like what is the point? Right. Of all of this posture. That that is such the like I, I it, we we've called this like Gary Gensler's Icarus moment, but he's not dumb. He's <laughs> strategic, right? He's not that dumb. He's got. Well, what's he um, doing then? What's he doing? What's he doing, Ryan? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Brian Armstrong tweeted out not too long ago, like within the last few hours, uh, a pretty long tweet. Uh, so I'll, I'll do my best to read it quickly. Regarding the SEC, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, by the way, uh, regarding the SEC complaint against us today, we're proud to represent the industry in court to finally get some clarity around crypto rules. Thank you, Coinbase, for going toe to toe with the SEC. Brian uh, continues, goes, remember, the SEC reviewed our business and allowed us to become a public <laughs> company in 2021. <laughs> Two, there is no path to, quote, come in and register, end quote. We tried repeatedly, so we don't list securities. 
we reject the vast majority of assets that we review. Three, the SEC and CFTC have made conflicting statements and don't even agree on what is a security and what is a commodity. And four, this is why the U.S. Congress is introducing new legislation to fix the situation, and the rest of the world is moving to put clear rules in place to support this technology. Instead of publishing a clear rule book, the SEC has taken a regulation by enforcement approach that is harming America. So if we need to avail ourselves of the courts to get clarity, so be it. By the way, in case it's not obvious, the Coinbase suit is very different from the others out there. He's talking about the Binance suit. Mm-hmm. The, complaint, the complaint filed against us is exclusively focused on what is or is not a security, implying that there's we're not doing any other shady things. It's just about the assets that is on the, the marketplace. Mm-hmm. We are confident in our facts and the law. We'll get the job done. In the meantime, let's all keep moving forward and building as an industry. America will get this right in the end. Refreshing. Well, that makes me feel good. Refreshing. Yes. Yeah, he's like, Gensler in the suit doesn't have a case. In fact, um, it's kind of good that they've made this, mm-hmm. that this is just about uh, what is the definition of a security. Right. And, uh, you know, Brian uh, portraying confidence that um, they'll right. be able to beat the SEC in court. That's optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that is the uh, more optimistic of the two cases. I, th- we, I think we're all feeling good about Coinbase. They f- are feeling good about themselves. They are, have very firm ground to stand on, and they are prepared for this because Coinbase told them that they were going to sue them six weeks ago. <laughs> are you ready for Binance? Yeah, okay. So the Binance, different situation. Different still situation. part of the same kind of attack and assault. Certainly has a component where Binance is um, being labeled as an unregistered security exchange. Mm-hmm. And so all of the tokens that we previously mentioned were in this case as well. But there are some different facts and, and circumstances that the SEC is alleging against Binance. So what's this one, David? Yeah, so Binance, SEC accuses Binance of mishandling funds and lying to regulators. Uh, so this is a this one's a different beast. Uh, so this document, 136-page document, much longer than the Coinbase uh, suit, um, makes some pretty big claims about Binance. Uh, some of them are kind of par for the course, the, more or less the carbon copy of why the SEC is suing Coinbase. But there's also a bunch of additional stuff, which kind of goes to represent like the differences between, you know, if I'll just go back to the intro where we have our two influencer tweets out of the, the SEC. Uh, the first one, today we have charged Binance Holdings. And then we have this the, the, the graphic, right? We are operating as an effing unlicensed securities exchange in the USA Bureau, which is Binance's, Binance's chief compliance officer, a quote from a Binance executive member. And then yeah, if you go from, and- com- from, I'm sure from this this person's in, like internal Telegram account or Signal right. account or something. To a, like to a friend or something, yeah. Yeah, this, uh-huh. was, not, this was not tweeted out or like a formal right. statement by this executive. Right, exactly. And then if you compare like the, the tweet about Coinbase, it is a quote- from the SEC about how you simply can't ignore the rules. And so like, I feel like that kind of like summarizes the difference in vibes of these two things is Binance is like, uh, Binance is the wild west. Yep. Coinbase is is the East. It is suit and tie. <laughs> it is playing the same, the Bind regulatory up. game. Binance is like, uh, it, Binance is a cowboy. And the, these two suits reflect these two things. Uh, and so the SEC, suing Binance due to blatant disregard of federal securities laws. Uh, the defendants have enriched themselves by billions of dollars while placing investors' assets at significant risk. Binance has unlawfully solicited U.S. investors to buy, sell, and trade tree- crypto asset securities through unregistered trading platforms available what is, on Binance.com by the way, and Binance what, U.S. What does enrich themselves with billions of dollars mean? That just means random profitable exchange, right? 
not no it means they have ran an illegal securities exchange ryan oh okay sorry yeah. well, i didn't know what a security was Thank okay so it, it, so it does get worse it does get worse okay, go on um so so hold, hold your breath a little bit uh binance defrauded equity retail and institutional investors about purported surveillance controls over manipulative trading on the binance us platform which were in fact virtually non-existent Binance, under CZ's leadership, unlawfully offered three essential securities market functions, exchange, broker, dealer, and clearing agency on the Binance platforms without registering with the SEC, acutely aware that U.S. law requires registration for these uh, functions. Defendants nevertheless chose not to register so that they could evade critical regulatory oversight designed to protect themselves, investors, and markets. Here's where it gets a little bit worse. Binance and ha has unlawfully engaged in unlawful unregistered offers and sales of crypto asset securities, including BNB and BUSD, as well as profit generating programs called the BNB vault and so-called staking investment schemes available in the Binance US. Uh, so that's e-staking. That's actually not the, the worst part. Uh, the worst part is, let's see, let me skip down to this part. Uh, SEC also alleges that CZ and Binance exercise control over the platform's customers' assets, permitting them to co-mingle customer assets or divert customer assets as they please, please including to an entity CZ-owned and controlled called Sigma Chain. Uh, <laughs> further, the complaint alleges that the defendants concealed the fact that it was co-mingling billions of dollars of investors' assets and sending them to a third-party Merit Peak Limited that is also owned by Zhao. Uh, and... So the, this is uh, kind of like, oof, SBF, FTX, uh, mislabeled bank accounts. We'll send customers money wherever we need to, whenever it suits us, because it's the Wild West and we can kind of do whatever we want. So it's not, Binance is not nearly as squeaky clean as Coinbase is. You're muted. They're definitely not nearly as, as squeaky clean. I mean, the first set of those allegations, it was just mm -hmm. like you didn't file the paperwork, right? And you didn't right. do AML, KYC types of things, and you listed unregistered securities and that sort of thing, right? Um, okay, that that's one piece. The most concerning bit is what you said about commingling funds. Mm -hmm. But to be clear, I, like, I don't know fully what that means. Do you know what that means? I mean, it's freaking impossible, right. verging on impossible to actually get a bank account for crypto mm -hmm. in the United States of America. I mean, like, again, I have no idea whether Binance is clean or not. I'm guessing that there was some fast and loose. I'm guessing that there was some right. issues here. But like, I just, David, I have zero trust in the SEC to yeah. actually paint a uh, fair picture here and to actually trust, uh, actually, actually protect investor interests. So like mm -hmm. my faith in any of the SECs like charges here is um, like at an all time low. So I don't know who to believe, but you're right in that Coinbase had kind of no skeletons in the closet, right. but it seems like Binance has some that you can pull yeah. out and cart around and um, you know, tweet about and, and, and show the world uh, you know, and, and try to make an example of. So it's a different situation. I don't know, what, what's your take when you hear all of this? I, I think that's right. And so here's a, a line from the complaint. Lacking regulatory oversight, defendants were free to transfer investor assets as defendants pleased, at times commingling them and diverting them in ways that properly registered broker dealers, exchanges, and clearing agencies would not have been able to do so. So my take on this is the line, properly registered brokers, dealers, exchanges, and clearing agencies would not have been able to do, they wouldn't have been able to do anything of value for the crypto world. <laughs> like because of what they are, they could not have been Binance. 
they could not have given like however many hundreds of millions of people the private keys that Binance did. So to me, this is one big point for this is a case of Binance versus the law, not Binance versus the people. This is the commingling funds bad. That's not great. Like you're you're don't touch users' monies in ways that they don't want. Here's where here's the other half of this part, Ryan, where I haven't brought this up yet. Okay. There's this BUSD issue mm. where the complaint is that Binance used customer funds to purchase BUSD. So the okay. SEC complaint that that's not good. Billions of US dollars of uh, US dollars of customer funds from both Binance and Binance US were commingled in an account held by a CZ controlled entity known as Merit Peak Limited. Binance then funneled these customer funds to Merit Peak to purchase Binance's own stablecoin BUSD. The SEC said that the use of Merit Peak as an intermediary to transfer platform customer monies to buy BUSD, BUSD presented an undisclosed counterparty risk for investors. The regular, regulator also said that Merit Peak's U.S. bank account held at the now defunct Silvergate Bank received as a passer account over $20 billion that, customer, that included customer funds from both Binance platforms. Those funds were then sent out to an unnamed trust company in transfers that appear to relate to the purchase of BUSD. Oof, not great. This is using customers' funds, passing through various entities in ways that like the protections of a broker dealer and all that stuff would have prevented and in order to use customer funds in ways that the customers would not have approved of. They did not sign up for the counterparty risk of all these companies. They did not sign up for to have their money end up ultimately purchasing BUSD. This goes to one point towards this is actually Binance versus the people. Yeah. Um, and so that that's bad. No, that's I agree. I, I agree. I mean, so one, I'll say allegedly, of course, allegedly. this is a court filing. Is this, this has yes. to be proved. Um, but secondly, yes, if they did indeed do those things, that is bad. And actually, that is what we want someone like the SEC. Right. Th this, this part of the complaint, this section of the complaint, mm -hmm. this is exactly what we want an agency like the SEC to go after. But they didn't stop there. Right. If this suit and this right. complaint was just that, right. then I don't think I would have a problem with it. Go investigate. Mm -hmm. Go figure this out. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Like, thank you for doing your job. Would have been nice if you helped with FTX and did right. some of the same work with FTX uh, months before it, you know, all of those events happened. But for that part, so here's the thing. is like um, them declaring Seoul and Cardano and Matic and Adam as securities and calling both Binance and Coinbase an unregistered securities exchange, mm -hmm. that tells you that the intent is broader than rooting out bad actors and protecting investors and finding out right. where the frauds are, that this is like a collective action to bring all crypto under the SEC's control or like maybe worst case scenario, try to stifle it, try to stymie it, try to kill crypto in the United States. That's why I don't trust these guys, David. Right. It does not appear that the motivation for this suit is actually Binance's it's like skeletons yes. in the closet. It appears that that is just a really convenient fact for the SEC. So uh, Binance put out a statement yesterday responding to the SEC complaint. Uh, and like the quotes are kind of like more or less like to like Binance's benefit of being indiscernible from what Coinbase would say. So we are disappointed in the SEC. We have engaged in extensive good faith discussions to, re to reach a negotiated settlement to res resolve their investigations. We intend to defend our platform vigorously 
The SEC is misguided and continues to not provide clarity and guidance to the digital asset industry. Uh, they regulate with blunt weapons of enforcement. The SEC's actions undermine America's role as a global hub for financial innovations and leadership. Uh, well, alongside the ind industry, we will defend crypto from misguided lawsuits and will continue to deliver a safe and trusted platform for our users that holds true to our core value of furthering the freedom of money. So like, the this is the stump speech. And I think Binance is actually benefiting from the fact that Coinbase also has to fight this fight. But like Coinbase is like, you guys, you're, we have to deal with your skeletons in the closet. And Binance is like, yeah, you do. <laughs> you're muted. Didn't they make a comment here, David, that this is like um, is something to the effect of like the SEC ch chasing clout as well? Like they were doing this for like posturing rather yeah. than actual substance. Uh, there's certainly an element to that, too. Um, all right. So so where do we go from here? We talked Coinbase. We talked Binance. Well, now um, we got to talk about the tokens. I mean, excuse me, securities, all the securities that are out there. Everything's a security, I guess. Everything's a security. Yeah. So um, really just to drive this point home, these are not just the long tail of crypto assets that are definitely scams and pump and dumps. This is not the low hanging fruit. This is Gary Gensler and the SEC going after the big ones, uh, the the brothers in arms that we have in the crypto industry. These are the big chains, the top 10 crypto market caps, uh, the ones that we as an industry need to defend from the SEC because this is just an embroachment of power. Uh, so we're going to talk about all of the tokens that are now listed as securities, uh, not listed as securities. They're now deemed to be securities by Gary Gensler. God Alleged, Gensler. we should. Alleged. He still has to prove yeah. this in court. I'm, I'm being facetious here. Uh, and so like Solana, Polygon, Adam, Near, Cardano. Uh, so we're going to talk about the the details in these suits and the really the discussion about like, all right, what does this really mean and like how what, how does this impact us? So we're going to get to that part next in the conversation. But first, a moment to talk about our fantastic sponsors that make the show possible. If we have used any confusing words because we are a Web three podcast talking about Web three, Web three, uh, go check out MetaMask Learn and that will they will help you out. Learning about crypto is hard. Until now. Introducing MetaMask Learn, an open educational platform about crypto, Web3, self-custody, wallet management, and all the other topics needed to onboard people into this crazy world of crypto. MetaMask Learn is an interactive platform with each lesson offering a simulation for the task at hand, giving you actual practical experience for navigating Web3. The purpose of MetaMask Learn is to teach people the basics of self-custody and wallet security in a safe environment. And while MetaMask Learn always takes the time to define Web3 specific vocabulary, it is still a jargon-free experience for the crypto curious user. Friendly, not scary. MetaMask Learn is available in 10 languages with more to be added soon, and it's meant to cater to a global Web3 audience. So are you tired of having to explain crypto concepts to your friends? Go to learn.metamask.io and add MetaMask Learn to your guides to get onboarded into the world of Web3. Hiring people worldwide, paying them in crypto, providing them access to benefits, it all so complex. But it doesn't have to be. Complying with labor laws, payroll rules, tax obligations, and crypto regulations in every country that you employ someone is difficult, time-consuming, manual, and costly. And it's drawing more and more attention from regulators and governments. But there is good news. Toku is here. Toku is the first employment and compensation platform for the crypto industry that makes this easy. Toku helps you hire employees or contractors and pay them in fiat or crypto legally, compliantly, and with all the taxes handled in over a hundred different jurisdictions. So whether you're an early stage company with just a team of two, or you're an enterprise with 200, Toku has a solution that 
meets your needs. Toku is already working with the leading companies in the space. Protocol Labs, Hedera, Gitcoin, and many more. So transform your employment and token payroll operations with Toku. You can reach out to Toku at toku.com bankless or click the link in the show notes. Introducing ETHX from Stator. ETHX is a liquid staking token designed to maximize rewards, all while securing Ethereum. With Stator, you can run an Ethereum node with just 4 ETH, an 85% lower capital requirement versus the 32 ETH required for solo staking. With Stator's 4 ETH nodes, you can get a 35% average higher yield, since you charge fees to those who use your node to stake their ETH. By running a node with Stator, the ETHX staking derivative token can get minted on your validators and can flow into the world of DeFi which Stator is actively building integrations and partnerships into to increase the utility of ETHX. Stator allows for both permissioned and permissionless nodes to join the network, maximizing its potential scalability for ETHX, while preserving the values of decentralization and openness behind its liquid staking token. Go to statorlabs.com ETH and sign up to get access to the Stator staking protocol. Arbitrum 1 is pioneering the world of secure Ethereum scalability and is continuing to accelerate the Web3 landscape. Hundreds of projects have already deployed on Arbitrum 1, producing flourishing DeFi and NFT ecosystems. With the recent addition of Arbitrum Nova, gaming and social dApps like Reddit are also now calling Arbitrum home. Both Arbitrum 1 and Nova leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum and provide a builder experience that's intuitive, familiar, and fully EVM compatible. On Arbitrum, both builders and users will experience faster transaction speeds with significantly lower gas fees. With Arbitrum's recent migration to Arbitrum Nitro, it's also now 10 times faster than before. Visit Arbitrum.io where you can join the community, dive into the developer docs, bridge your assets, and start building your first dApp. With Arbitrum, experience Web3 development the way it was meant to be. Secure, fast, cheap, and friction-free. Okay, so guys, the, the question Gary Gensler has now foisted upon us is, is everything a security now? It seems like Gensler and the SEC think that everything is a security, except maybe for now, Bitcoin. Uh, David, how do we even begin talking about this? Should we maybe start with price? Yeah, it's interesting that Ether, we started this episode of Ether was at the same price it was right before the Binance news dropped. It's now higher. <laughs> uh, Bitcoin is basically back up to where it was. Uh, so it's interesting that the, the ether also was not named, although everyone is kind of waiting with bated breath because like, all right, is there one more shoe to drop that Gary Gensler goes after ether? Um, can I but, ask you if it was named, do you think it would completely tank the, the markets or do you think there'd be some sort of like a, you know, a quick tank and then a V-shaped recovery as we're seeing here? I think that I barely a tank at all. I, in so fact, does this, I, does this mean the market thinks all this is smoke? I think so. Well, smoke? also, we're just tired of selling. Like, we're at the depths <laughs> of the bear. Like, for other reasons, like, we're kind of done just being bearish. Uh, let's see what, what the sole price is doing right now. So, Solana, I think, is like, it's, re it's recovering like a little bit. Like, people are tired of selling that one. Um, what else is there out there? ADA. Let's look at Cardano. Um, Cardano. Yeah. So, the, like, the ones that got listed as securities are kind of hammered. Uh, Matic. Let's see what Matic's like. When you say hammered, though, it's like we're talking down like, um, yeah. you know, five, ten percent kind of thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Okay. Um, ha well, hammered by by comparison. Uh, I need to log into Kraken Pro. Um, so yeah, like between negative five and negative ten percent. Um, uh, are for all the ones that are list named as securities. Uh, and so. Interestingly, both the Binance and the Coinbase suit has like 30 to 40 pages each dedicated to 
naming certain tokens and saying why they are securities. They both start with Solana. And some the of the, these were like, they were like copy pasted between both. Um, exactly. Yeah. Both complaints, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So yeah, they, they go through like, so here's Solana um, created. Solana was created by Solana Labs, uh, founded in 2018 by Anatoly Yakovenko and Raj Gork. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce uh, Raj's last name? Gokal. Um, and then they go through like the the sale details, uh, all that stuff. They uh, and then some some claims about the Solana blockchain. Like here's Cardano. Cardano wow. blockchain was created in 2015 by Ethereum co-founder Charles Hoskinson. Uh, and then like here's like the roadmap. These three entities have used the proceeds from AD sales to fund the development. Screenshot of the roadmap from the yeah. website. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. Uh, then there then there's Matic. Right. Um, uh, Polygon Network, originally called Matic, rebranded in 2021, uh, named the founders, uh, sold at the 0.26 cents uh, per one Matic. Uh, and so <laughs> I thought this was funny. Um, uh, in line number 159, Polygon has explicitly encouraged Matic purchasers to view Matic as an investment in other ways. For example, in a February 5th, 2021 tweet, 14 months after Matic's biggest single price drop, Sandeep, compared the token to a prize fighter that came back from defeat to become a champion. Oh my God. So if and I, like, if I, to me, if this I... is what just gives crypto Twitter culture and, and fun. And like, yeah, we, this is what happens when you give us the it's ability, stupid man, you it's give so us when we discover the ability to have a printing press for financial assets. Like this is what happens like for better, or for worse. You could take like, uh, I mean, Pokemon, you could take you could Pokemon <laughs> cards. You could take like baseball collectibles. Mm -hmm. You could you could take just about any asset, and like people are excited when when price goes up. Of course, it just yeah. because price goes up does not make it a security. And the SEC is not given any clear guidelines um, with respect, and nor do they have a kind of a leg to to um, to stand on. This is why mm -hmm. I think they're doing these in in these types of filings. Uh, and uh, I mean, David, they they haven't even told us in Congress. They were asked the question, mm -hmm. uh, Gensler was before Congress, is ETH a security? And right. Gensler still- Well, that question is still unanswering. That. Okay. Yeah. All so right, fi on. Filecoin and uh, the Protocol Labs and Juan Benet are named. Mm. Uh, this is in the Coinbase suit, I believe. Um, let's see what else. Oh man, that, that was a long one. Sand tokens, that's like one of the metaverse tokens out there. Uh, Axie Infinity. Uh, so it, these are also some of the tokens that have some of the most trading volume on these uh, platforms. Um, both of that Sandeep quote that I read out is in both the Binance and the Coinbase suit. So like I'm because there's so much overlap between both of these uh, complaints between Binance and Coinbase, like a lot of this work is just like copied and pasted and, and included in both. Um, here's Zachy Mannion who tweets out, the SEC's facts on Adam are pretty poorly researched. The SEC claims that atoms were sold in 2017. No one received an atom until April of 2019 when the network voted to enable transfers. Um, so he's just saying like, hey, the SEC labeling atom as a security is dumb and bad. Um, interestingly, here's uh, uh, somebody who tweets out uh, part of the Solana um, suit in either the Coinbase or the Binance. I think they're relatively interchangeable. Further, Solana Labs markets that the burn or destroys of the sold tokens as part of a deflationary model. As Yakovenko explained in April 14th, 2021 article entitled Solana scaling crypto to the masses posted on Gemini.com Solana transaction fees are paid in sold and burnt 
as a deflationary mechanism to reduce the total supply and thereby maintain a healthy sole price. As explained on the Solana website, since the Solana network launched, uh, the total current supply of sole has been reduced by burning transaction fees and a planned token reduction event. This marketed burning of sole as part of the Solana's network deflationary mechanism has led investors to reasonably view their purchase of sole as having the potential for profit to the extent that there is a built-in mechanism to decrease the supply and therefore increase the price of sole. Does that sound familiar, Ryan? Do these words do these words sound like something that I don't know, perhaps your favorite crypto podcast talks about? I guess uh where's the wells notice, huh? (laughs) This is so depressing, man. So everything everything's a security just because it has a price attached to it and it's a it's a digital token. And according to Gensler, uh, you know, in his um CNBC interview that we that we opened with, nothing else needs to be created other than mm-hmm. the we the already have digital finance we already have the, the digital bonds dollars. and the dollar we have digital brokerages wall Street everything's already interest. digital then how come this thing is worth a trillion dollars right like how yeah. come the market values it differently it's just this is just gatekeeping uh yeah by the way one, one point i want to make is like this is uniquely an american problem here this mm-hmm. debate as whether every all these assets are security like the the mika legislation yeah has this already figured out? I mean, the mm-hmm. the Europeans have already figured this out. Mm-hmm. Like, no no other jurisdiction is um, talking about securities in the way that the U.S. regulatory apparatus is. And mm-hmm. like, there's a there's a clear understanding of the difference between a commodity and a security and any other type and it, like a stable coin for that matter. And we don't have any legislative uh, clarity in the U.S. So this gives a whole for Gensler to, you know, a security shaped hole that Gensler can go fill and he can indiscriminately, he feels like he can just name whatever token he wants a security. And then suddenly it's his, this is mine. Now this is under Mm -hmm. my jurisdiction. It's so ridiculous. So I want to go back to uh, put on our 2018 to 2019 caps on when you and I were like pounding the table, like, Hey, ETH is money. ETH is valuable. ETH and Ethereum are inherently intertwined and we need ethereum needs ether to be valuable in order for ethereum to be secure and so i want to reread the same sentence um, about solana uh, with the framing of not sole price but solana security Mm -hmm. um Let's see. Uh, Solana transaction fees are paid in soul and burnt as a deflationary mechanism to reduce the total supply and therefore maintain a healthy Solana security level is sim- is the is a synonymous yes. statement with healthy soul price. And mm-hmm. so to Gary Gensler in the SEC that says, hey, Solana is a security because of a deflationary mechanism. You are basically saying, hey, you cannot make your crypto system secure. You are not allowed to create secure and healthy ecosystems in your crypto networks because that makes them security securities which goes against like it's basically saying you cannot have crypto at large it goes back down to the very roots of why we are here in in order to have secure blockchains we need to have healthy healthily valued crypto assets which in the eyes of gary gensler makes them securities so we cannot have neither we cannot have our cake and neither can we eat it. Like we can have have neither of them. And so this goes just straight to the heart of why we're here in crypto. Uh, and Gary Gensler just doesn't care for that. So, so this the big, this the big elephant in the room. Why didn't Gensler and the SEC name ETH, David, as one of their, you know, you know, 10 or 15 or so tokens that they named in these uh, complaints? And that is a fantastic question because like I would like to answer that question that Gary Gensler doesn't want to bite off more than he can chew. But 
that it's fine with it him. seems to be fine he seems to be fine with that uh so pete kim uh tweets out the sec will come for eth next the sec lawsuit mentions the burning fee mechanism of solana and polygon stating that the deflationary effect has led investors to view their purchase of the tokens that have potential for profit polygon's fee burning mechanism is particularly literally brought over from ethereum this is a moment for us in crypto community to lay aside the petty differences in tribalism, to unite and take a stand to protect our economic and technological freedom. Yep. This is the right point. The Gary Gensler does, is not allowing for these crypto networks to exist because there is an inherent, like I said, an inherent relationship between the healthy price of a crypto asset and the security and sustainability of the network that it runs on. And so his whole like... Um, we already have digital finance. We already have the digital dollar. I want to. I want to skip forward in a conversation to a tweet from uh, Jake, uh, Jake Travinsky. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, is it this one? Yes. I often think of a line. This is Jake Travinsky. We've had him on the podcast. I often think of a line Matt Levine wrote last September about SEC Chair Gensler. His message is basically, I should be the main regulator of crypto. And as the main regulator, my plan is to mostly ban it. Oh my or get regulation by enforcement. The SEC wants banned by enforcement. Wow. He's coming, to, he's coming to ban crypto. Yeah. This, is not, this is not Coinbase. This is not Binance. This is crypto. This that, is the that's whole thing. exactly what it is. His message is basically, I should be the main regulator of crypto. And as the main, main regulator, my plan is mostly to ban it. Mm -hmm. Because, as he says, it's pointless. There's no need for it. No There's no need. Case. We already have digital finance. We already have the dollar. We already have digital uh, finance. You don't need any capital assets outside of what the um, S&P 500 and the NASDAQ provide. We already have full transparency. Like, I've solved it. It's done. It's called you know, the SEC and the U.S. Mm -hmm. government. Uh, how absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so... Is everything a security? I guess the question, the answer to that question is uh, yes. certainly the SEC thinks so. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, so they want everything under their control at this point in time. And they, they don't see any use case for crypto, so they want to ban it. I, I guess this, this um, brings in the last question that we are hoping to answer in this episode, David, which is, why are they doing this? Why are they why, doing this? Why is Gensler fighting this fight? Like, what's yeah. the point? Is it is it really all about you know control about him kind of enlarging his regulatory apparatus, him scoring uh, political points? Is this part of you know some shadowy group of Elizabeth Warren's uh, anti crypto army? Uh, like what is going on here? Does any of this make sense to you? I, I I tried to take a moment and just like reflect on this question and really think about think about this answer. And like the only thing I can really do is. Look at the actions, of course. Don't don't bother with what Gary Gensler is saying. Nothing is coming out of his mouth is is worthwhile. Look at his actions. Um, so here's a here's another tweet from Jake Stravinsky. The SEC, our mission is to protect investors. Also, the SEC reviews Coinbase's business model, approves Coinbase to go public, allows Coinbase to sell stocks to retail investors. Then the SEC alleges Coinbase's business model is illegal, tanks the stock by 20%, <laughs> causes losses to investors. And these are not crypto investors. These are TradFi equity investors who bought their Coinbase security on all the legal brokerages that, Coin, that Gary Gensler is saying are so great. And he's, he's willing to trash 20% of those investors' money, even under when the guise of the SEC is to protect investors. And so he's on a rampage. And we'll stop at nothing. And there's, there's not. He won't. He'll, he'll bite off as big as a cookie as he can chew, 
he'll he'll destroy capital in the traditional securities market, which he is also the regulator of. He's just on a rampage to end crypto. And my okay. big question is, why is he so confident that he can do this? Is the oh, same oh. question I asked a while ago. It's like, why does he feel like he can actually get away with this? Like, who is supporting him in the background? Well, th that's that's kind of what I want to know is like, who actually wants this? Right. What is the co like? You would think that um, if he was doing something to protect investors, right? The crypto community, we are the investors in this asset right. class. Mainstream doesn't care about crypto. Like, especially during a bear market, they're gone. All the tourists have left. It's just the crypto community. It's the settlers. It's the true believers. Which of us as retail investors are asking him to do this? Mm -hmm. None of us. Yeah. So who wants this? Who Who is, what? like, what is the hidden force pushing him towards right. doing this? Because I can't think of any investors. Like, me... Main Street doesn't care about this. Mm -hmm. Somebody who doesn't have any crypto assets doesn't care about this at all. It's just the one in 10 Americans that hold crypto assets that are affected by this. And from what I can tell, none of them want this. None right. of them want Gary Gensler to interfere in the ways and like get crypto assets banned. Like who is he protecting? Where's this coming from? So I, we, we said this on before and this will be just reiteration because this theme of the last year has been the SEC versus crypto. So this is uh, a, another tweet that I thought was useful. Let's be clear. The SEC gov complaint does not mention this, but there's no, currently no way for a platform like Coinbase to register as a securities exchange broker or clearing agent. That's why they've been begging the SEC for years to give them a path to compliance. Instead of working constructively with U.S. market participants to come up with a working model and knowing that Congress is actively considering legislation to do the same, the SEC sues. No allegations of fraud, just accusing Coinbase of failing to do the impossible. Failing to do the impossible. And so like we've, the, like previously the crypto industry is like, hey, Coinbase or hey, SEC, like, you're doing you're you're doing this wrong. Like you need to provide more guidance. You need to provide more rules. And I think Gary Gensler's like, yeah, that's the point. It's supposed to be impossible. You don't get to exist. It is impossible <laughs> by design. And I want you to die. Like that. Like that is the logical conclusion. If you judge Gary Gensler and the SEC by their actions, there's no other other incentive or no other outcome for the crypto industry to die. They want to kill the biggest crypto uh, exchange inside of the United States. They want to kill the biggest crypto exchange in general. They want all of the tokens other than after Ether. And like, I'm holding my breath or breath on Ether at this point to be securities. Like they just want the whole industry to go away. So like, is Gary Gensler, like once upon a time, we thought he was just trying to ladder climb his way into a bigger and bigger position of power. And man, is that pretty sociopathic? Like what other industries are out there that really benefit from this stance by the SEC and also the Biden administration. So he just wants to kill it. We don't know why, but we can tell by his actions. He just wants to kill it. the SEC, wants to kill it. And if that's the case, David, I got to say that is some bleak authoritarian shit right there. And uh, what else can we do but resist this? I mean, yeah. I think that's what we have to do this point oh my god is this uh what, yeah, you, remember, you remember this meme yeah yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, somebody with a chippy oh it's perchy perchy the creative chippies tweeted this out uh this is how today feels and this is like the the star wars meme of gary gensler as the sith lord <laughs> elizabeth warren as darth vader uh uh brian armstrong as han solo um yeah i i still do by the way i think that this is kind of episode one of um kind of the war with uh with the nation state and he is yeah. just like the first boss of many but um yeah. he's certainly uh proving to be a, a pretty big boss here 
um, in our boss fights. All right, we 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 have some takes here too, David. Where should we get to next? Uh, so Jake Stravinsky again. I sense two reactions to the SEC's case against Binance and Coinbase. One, outrage at the SEC's underhanded tactics and open hostility and a flagrant disregard for its own mission. And two, relief that the SEC finally took its shot and it's not really that bad. Life and huh. business goes on. And I will pull back up the charts. Oh, no, I've loaded up too many charts. Um, but last time we looked at the charts, uh, they were pretty good. Everybody so gets. Jake is saying that this is the SEC shot. This is the worst that they can do. Right. And crypto crypto assets, Bitcoin bad. and Ether are higher than they were when the Binance suit dropped. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, this is why I'm like, man, like that. the SEC is suing Coinbase and crypto yeah. assets went down 10% and now are higher. And you know if they could find anything else. Yeah, in the Coinbase lawsuit, if, they would yes. put it, they would cram it all in that 140 page report. Yeah, and if there that, was any the skeleton in the closet, Coinbase, it would be there. Uh, here's another another take. Um, June 1st, Hong Kong government approves trading for the following tokens: Sand, Cardano, Polygon, Solana, Axis, Atom, uh, Dot, Uni, Link, Litecoin, Avax, ETH. June 5th. SEC sues Binance for having the markets for Sand, Cardano, Maddox. <laughs> it's just like a tale of two two hemispheres at this the point. The land of the free, huh? I mean, yeah. how, how is America falling behind Hong Kong with respect to financial freedom? That's uh, mm -hmm. incredibly disappointing here. Yeah. So this is a, a longer take from Charles Hoskinson, but it'll be the, the first legit take that I accept from Charles Hoskinson. With respect to Binance, I'm reading through the SEC complaint. It's over 130 pages, but seems to be like the next series of steps to implement Chokepoint 2.0 in the United States. The end goal is an agenda-based CBDC partnership with a handful of massive banks and end-to-end -end control over every aspect of your financial life. A regulatory event in where you have a debate about compliance with a law or guidance. Uh, the event seems to be a political philosophical disagreement with the very existence of cryptocurrencies yeah. and what they represent. An unelected group of people have decided that concepts like self-sovereign identity, owning your own wallet, and the freedom to control your economic agency should be removed from the masses and given to an enlightened few. However, what is happening isn't anything new. It's always the same fight between freedom and authoritarianism, just like with different players, technologies, and words. And it does seem like this event is a perfect opportunity for the entire industry to set aside its fragmented nature and to unite for a common sense set of rules and guidelines that can prevent the United States from slipping into a dystopia that would make 1984 look like a vacation. Whew, Charles Hoskinson giving me shivers. That, good job, Charles. I, nice job, you know, Charles. I, this, this is a time to kind of unite and, and fight yeah. the common enemy here. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe we should have Charles on the podcast. Maybe we should re-extend that invite. Yeah. I think that's and, right. Uh, have him on the podcast to talk more about this. I think that's um, right. What else we got, David? Uh, this guy, Ryan Sean Adams, says, I think we might have already talked about this. Uh, we did talk about this, uh, where you say, you're not sure if Binance is clean here, but man, I, I'll take CZ over Gary Gensler any day of the week. I mean, if I had, if we had to pick, right, it seems like they're making us pick mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, one other question I have, David, is um, if you think this is the top of Gary Gensler's personal stock, has he outstretched his hand too far? Is this his Icarus moment? Is he doing the Doquan Suzu thing of like just dropping lawsuits? And uh, again, who is this for? <laughs> And um, will, <laughs> I mean, instead of just going after Binance and the scams, he's just decided to take on the entire crypto industry. And let me remind listeners in, in the United States, that's one in 10 Americans who mm -hmm. own crypto assets. Um, I mean, I feel pretty determined at this point. The market is kind of shrugging this off too. Like, I'm not going anywhere. So um, 
maybe this is his Icarus moment. Maybe he will no longer be here in the near future. And uh, the settlers and the crypto investors will, will remain when he's out of a job. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think we, we could be rid of him through the events? Maybe not now, but like- But, be, but because of these events? Because of these events. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I hope the best for humanity. And so therefore, <laughs> I think that that is inevitably true. Um, there was a time where we didn't think SPF was going to jail and then he went to jail. Um, there is a time where Gary Gensler seems invincible and immune, but eventually due process court of law will get him. And I'm going to hold my breath and assume that that just happens over, over time. The courts take time. This will take time. Coin the Coinbase will take time. Props to Coinbase for sticking up and fighting this fight, because if they didn't, there would literally be no one left. Um, I do think that this is like <laughs> the inverse of SBF. Uh, so SBF was once at his peak and now he's in jail um, or house arrest. Um, Gary Gensler is at his peak. It's got to be down only from here. It's got to be down only. There's there nothing go. left. Well, let's wrap this up. Any other concluding thoughts? That was uh, really the um, the episode I think we needed to do just to yeah. update everybody. I want to maybe echo Charles mm -hmm. uh, Hoskinson's thoughts. I didn't think I'd, I'd be saying this, but he, he ends his tweet his tw tweet with this: "Everything's all right, and the future is bright for this industry." I feel like that too. Like I feel like yeah. um, Jake said it too. Gary Gensler has shot his shot. The SEC has fired all its missiles what more can they do and we're still here and the markets haven't reacted that poorly right. and uh what else he got i mean go next week you're gonna call eth security and try to cancel ban the bankless podcast i don't know man um bring it is what i have to say so i feel like doubling down and on that note david i also feel like um it's time for us to take action and fight back i feel like we've been on the defensive too much i think we have to file the lawsuits. I think we have to call the senators. I think we have to send money to organizations that will push this in DC. I think we have to ask our legislators to do their job and actually legislate so that rogue regulators can't get away with this. I think we have to coordinate. And so I put out a tweet um, asking what's the best way for US citizens to push back. A bunch of people are giving their suggestions. We have Ryan Selkis on the podcast tomorrow, mm -hmm. and he is in the midst of launching a new um, organization, a nonprofit that is going to help education and marketing in crypto. I think that's an exciting opportunity as well. And I think what we need to do, you and I and the rest of the bankless community is wrangle together all of these legitimate ways to push back and fight back uh, against uh, Gary Gensler and the SEC. If you're in the United States, that's important. Of course, if you're in another jurisdiction, it's important for you to do what you can outside of your jurisdiction. So maybe we need to rally the troops and organize in the US and then outside of the US as well and publish this information so that people can take uh, an active hand in their future and can actively push back. Um, that's where I am right now in conclusion. Like I'm, I'm ready to fight. Like, <laughs> like let's go. I mean, that's, th that I think is, is where we are. But um, do you have any final takeaways for us? Yeah, for the uh, 700 people that are watching us live on the YouTube, thanks for for tuning in. Um, appreciate y'all y'all being here. We are in talks with Paul Graywall, the chief legal officer of Coinbase, to be on the show at five, a little bit after five p.m. Eastern. That's not um, totally confirmed, but um, we're talking with the Coinbase team, so we can hear from Coinbase. Uh, so if you want some more uh, SEC versus Coinbase 
commentary straight from the source of Coinbase that'll be happening around, around 5 p.m. Eastern time here on the YouTube. Um, so thanks everyone for tuning in. Make sure to, to subscribe to the, the channel for that. Um, I don't have any further thoughts um, for you, Ryan, but I do have a meme. You ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Show it to us. I think this is the right <laughs> man. And this is the uh, the South Park. I didn't hear no bell meme. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. That's a good way to end it. Uh, yeah. Guys, um, risks and disclaimers. Got to let you know, none of this has been financial advice. It's not even regulatory advice, but we know not what not to do. And that is whatever Gary Gensler is doing, do the opposite. Uh, Got to remind you that crypto is risky. You could always lose what you put in, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thanks a lot.